We've got some hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. And we spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn more how to turn that content into profit, go to contentsprofit.com. There's a surprise in there for you if you're starting up. Oh, yeah. Oh. Go check it out right now. Yes. And today, today we explore the question, are we in control mm, how to take it back with Paul can you just like be okay and not read the whole thing anyways <laughs> fancy fancy do we have a sponsor today indeed Tell we me. do okay. <laughs> we do have a, a sponsor this and you know who it is. really quick it is <laughs> ourselves Yes, indeed. That's we right. sponsor our own podcast bam, 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 <laughs> with Content Momentum. That's and right, you guys, might be asking right. yourself, what is Content Momentum? Mm. Well, if you produce long-form piece of content just like this one that you're listening to or watching and you want to turn it into value-packed bite-sized assets so then you can send it like little minions into the social media world and amplify your contribution and get yourself some new clients as well then we want to help you out slide into the dms at beast brosco on facebook on instagram everywhere everywhere guys go ahead and subscribe hit smash that subscribe button so you know when those episodes are dropping on your phone we publish every tuesday thursday fridays and we are behind the scenes in every other day of the week uh with that said also go ahead and follow us on social media at beast bros co that is right guys and you know our only ask for the episode is for you to please please share this message if you find it impactful if you believe it can help somebody in their journey and you know at the same time we want to grow this podcast we want to reach a wider audience, impact more lives. And one of the best ways to do that is through reviews. So please, if you have two minutes today, please go and leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate it. Five-star only if you like it, which I think you, you like it. So I mean, you. it yeah. can be a four-star, three-star. We love honesty. Any so review. please, any, yes. feedback, any feedback is good feedback. Good. So, so you know when, when you go to a party and you see a person and then you go to a different party and you see them again and then you go to a coffee shop and that person is there again, but you never interact? <laughs> well, this is exactly how we felt with today's guest. We kept seeing him on social with people that we admire, on shows we love, but we never got the chance to connect. This one is on us. So we decided to take action, and you guessed it. We reached out. After listening to one of his live videos, we immediately resonated with the way he was sharing his story around chaos and his message. He was incredibly vulnerable, which is not an easy thing to do. And the way he delivered stories was like eating Reese's ooh, peanut butter cups. Not incredible. Wow, the, Reese's, <laughs> the, the stories were incredible. The Reese's peanut butter are not incredible. You can tell my brother wrote this intro. Definitely. He team, helps. Okay. Team Twix. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Side note. He helps entrepreneurs create a state of sovereign action. We all know we need this. Yes, I'm admitting it. He has blessed to have multiple business to he was blessed to help multiple businesses scale in seven figures while staying present and available to his beautiful family. And he's currently helping business owners and founders take control of their lives, businesses, and relationships. I, I love it. I love it. And you know, mm. I feel like today's guy, he has this air of like stoic philosopher. I can't wait to dig in. Yes. You know, this is going to be an epic ride. Please welcome incredible coach, the creator of Paul's Advantage and proud family man, Paul Van Bloom. I, I hope we pronounce it properly. <laughs> that was awesome. I love it. I love it. Thank you. I, I mean, know you probably get this all the time. I know you probably get this all the time, but uh, that was one of the greatest intros I've ever had. So. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Paul. Uh, by the way, we butchered that like 40 times because Fonzie did not read the script the way that we were supposed to read well, it. Well, Just saying. He was putting pe put peanut butter jokes in there. Hey, nobody likes <laughs> peanut uh, Reese's. Like, who? Paul, do you like Reese's? <laughs> Well, hey, if that was you butchering it, I think you did great. Okay, I, I can't imagine what a what a flawless intro would look like. <laughs> I mean, you're being you're being too nice, Paul. And here for the audience and for yourself too. How do we properly pronounce your last name? I feel like we we might have got it wrong. Right, there. right, right, right. Uh, so Van is in like the car, Bloom as in like flowers blooming. Oh, okay. Right? I know it sounds like low M. 
Kids used to call me Bam Boom and make fun of me, but you know, we're over it. Okay, I, I think we got it pretty close. I think yeah, it was pretty close. I, I, yeah, I yeah. think I think we did. Good job, good job. To Paul, we, I, I just want to say thank you so much for, for coming to the show and accepting our invite. You know, the, the way that I described it is like I t- literally saw you everywhere, like with the, with the people that we work with, with the people that we admire, with the shows that we love. And, and I was like, man, like, who's this guy and then all of a sudden I see your video and your message and I'm like I'm resonating and I put it like in the background as I was driving to the studio and uh, and it got me thinking man like I, a lot of people need to to hear this message from you because you know we work we were there where it was it was a very hard time when when we started to publish like we we didn't know you know what to say how to say how to be vulnerable right and I think that's something that comes with time and practice uh so so i was like man i need to reach out to to him and and see what's up and and get to know him and what a better way to to bring him to the show so i just want to say thank you and with that i would love for you to share a little bit of of your story right how who's paul how do you started in the entrepreneurial world and with your family what are you currently doing and and then go from there yeah yeah absolutely so um um i think uh my journey is probably similar to a lot of um entrepreneurs journey I started out in the, the corporate world and just hated my life. <laughs> and so I said, well, I got to figure a way out of this. And really, and, and like a lot of uh, other entrepreneurs as well, um, I had, you know, like this, you, you kind of feel a little bit arrogant when you say this, um, especially like in the early days when you're like trying to start out, where you're like, I know I'm smarter than like most of the people in this room. And I don't know why I'm working for them, you know? <laughs> and uh <laughs> And and I and I don't think that like, well anyway, I'll, I'll, we can get back to that later. I was, I was going to say I don't think that that's like necessarily true. I think that almost everybody can um, go out and produce their own things. Yeah. Um, but I think that there's something inside of entrepreneurs that um, is willing to take the risk and willing to take ownership. Um, but we can get into that later. Um, so uh, so yeah, I like literally. Uh, <laughs> in in the course of like a week decided no I'm gonna go and start my own thing I quit my job and started just uh, I actually started out as a videographer um, producing videos for people and um, I I slowly started getting into the business world creating uh, um, ads and things like that and um, was so blessed to uh, be able to work with Catherine Jones we were actually really good friends in the corporate job um, that I was talking about and so we, um, we started working together and really quickly scaled our business to seven figures. And, um, and at that point, I started like looking around at the people in my life and the other entrepreneurs that I was connecting with and, and um, being like, I can, I can help these people. <laughs> and um, I was seeing a lot of the issues that they were struggling with. I had to spend a lot of pain and effort in figuring out how to cope with myself. And... Um, and so, yeah, I, I started uh, taking on some private clients and, and now it's it's really quickly s- scaled and um, I've been able to work with some really awesome people and um, like bless them to, uh, uh, or be blessed to work with them and help them, yeah. you know, step into this place of control and power and action taking. And it's it's been awesome. Wow. Ooh. That's a, that's amazing. I, I, I love it. I love the... Especially the part that you said, that feeling that you had inside about, I am like smarter than these people. And I, I definitely can see how like that can sound con- con- conceited, I think is the word, the word. But, you know, I feel most people feel, feel that at one point they look around and they realize something is not right clicking in there. It's like <laughs> you are not where you are supposed to be. And I wrote down here, kind of as a thought, like, what do you think that is? Like, do you think that is the moment when, when we finally perceive our potential, right? It's like, wow, you know, I maybe we ran across certain situation, you know, certain piece of information that made us think in a different way. And now we're, you know, kind of like looking inward and asking ourselves, is this the right place, the right place for me? Because now... I can see my potential. I can, I, I think I can, you know, in your honor, bloom, uh, you know, in a, in a, in a better way to put it in, in those terms. So I, I'm curious, do you think it is that for yeah. you? Yeah. So I, I actually think that there's, I, I think intelligence is like a, a factor. Like I'm not, I'm not a, a denier saying that like, there is not a variability in intelligence. Like absolutely yeah. there is, mm-hmm. but 
I think that the the major factor, I think that 95% of people are capable of creating a really powerful and like beautiful life. Um, but I think that there is a separator, like when in a, in a corporate space, if you're in a, if you're in a position where most people are making around, you know, like 70 to 150, right. Most of those people are intelligent or intelligent enough. Right. Yep. But I think the true separator between, um, people who are capable of building like a really beautiful life and the people that don't end up doing that is, I mean, well, it's sovereignty, <laughs> not to like be all like gimmicky and markety, but like genuinely, yeah. I actually believe that it's, I think it's more of an emotional intelligence than it is an actual like IQ intelligence. Mm. And your ability to recognize when am I out of alignment uh, with or, or not oriented towards my greatest potential? When am I making decisions from a place that's reactive, um, that's pre-programmed, that's ego-driven, instead of like actually making the right decision? Like it's, I, I think if we can just shift that one thing, so yeah. many other things started like, it's, it's, it's the big domino, I believe, that, no. that knocks over a lot of things. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I quite answered your question. I think yours is more oriented towards like realizing your own potential. Is no, that right? But, 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 but I, I love your answer, right? Because I do agree honestly 100% with the difference between building a beautiful life and not having that beautiful life is kind of like that ownership, right? Um, mm -hmm. We have talked about it this in, the, in the show before that internal or external locus of control right where a lot yeah. of people just decide to place blame outside on things that they don't control yep. therefore giving away their power right and i'm gonna be honest i've before the show i've heard about the word sub and i'm gonna butcher this it's a very difficult <laughs> word to pronounce for us hispanics <laughs> over here but i heard about sovereign sovereignty sover sovereignty sovereignty yeah, yeah. Sovereign sovereignty. Sovereignty. sovereignty wow that was tough so i heard about the word the word but i've always heard it in the political aspect yeah right i yeah. I, i feel like most people are used to the word like that so i was like hmm let me look the definition of, of words right lately i've been interested in finding the definition of words to see how they can fit a context Amazing. Out of my own, and, on my own uh, and, and, soul. And your, <laughs> nice. And yours says supreme power or authority, right? And that got yeah. me thinking. I was like, wow, I, I really like this term because it is you yourself have supreme authority and power yeah. over yourself. Yet mm -hmm. I don't think most people realize that. I think most people are, you know, hypothetically speaking, in shackles, like being controlled by what other people think of them. Mm -hmm. And we're just giving those powers away. So I'm I'm yeah. curious on how do you get to the sovereign sovereign wow sovereignty uh, yeah sovereignty, sovereignty. <laughs> thank you appreciate you're, it you're welcome that's so what, how that's do you uh, how do you arrive at sovereignty or like how did I discover that so let, let's go with how did you discover it in yourself at first because I'm oh, sure okay, there's yeah, a yeah. journey in there Whew, that's a there's a lot of stories in there and, <laughs> and honestly I think that arriving arriving to that place is a constant journey. Um, we live in a world that is so, it's so easy to give away your sovereignty. It's so easy to just let somebody else make the decisions for you. It feels so good to just be like, ah, I'm just not gonna. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, um, so I don't, I don't think I, that's, that, that's like fully realized. I think I've learned a lot of principles that will help me recheck back into that place. Yeah. Um, but I think um, there was one, and you probably actually heard me uh Uh, tell the story, Luis, but um, there was one particular moment that sticks out to me where, or, well, let me get a little bit of context. When I was, when I was 12, my dad passed away and I didn't have um, a father figure in my life for a really long time. Well, ever, right? <laughs> Since I was 12. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, during that time of like 12 to like 25, I didn't really realize what was happening in myself internally, but I was really resentful that I didn't have that figure in my life. And um, I was searching for um, this mentor to come along and, and rescue me and teach me how to be a man and like teach me how to deal with the world and figure out like what even like what is money and how do I talk to a girl and how do I like fix my flat tire, you know? Yeah. And um, 
And I didn't realize how resentful I was, um, but I knew that I was like just pissed off at life <laughs> yeah. and trying to figure out like why and, and how do I fix this? And, um, and there, there came this moment um, in like my mid twenties where I, um, I, I had a mentor, I found a mentor that I trusted and, and I was telling them about my angst <laughs> with life and they, they called me out and they were like, Paul, you're being a victim right now. And I was like, oh, shoot, you're so right. Like, that's exactly what I'm doing. And, and in that moment, it wasn't so much realizing that I could be sovereign, but it was realizing I was playing the victim. And I was allowing this story and this like event that had happened to me like decades, a decade ago, right? Take control of the actions that I was making right now. And I, I finally woke up and I was like, I can't do this. Like I'm giving away my life because of like some event that happened in the past. Like, yeah, like it's sad that my dad died and I was a victim to that, but I don't need to act like a victim today. Yeah. Like that victim moment happened 10 years ago, 20 or 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't have to carry that burden into this moment. Like that's like, that's, that's disempowering and it's, and it's, it's ultimately damning. Like you lose so much of your power and your control and your, and your joy because of a moment back then. Yeah. So that was the first moment where I was like, oh, wow. Like I don't have to be the victim anymore. Like I can be in control of this moment. I can like literally Google, how do I fix a flat tire? (laughs) Like that's not hard, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I was making it so hard. I was making like, no, like I'll never be able to fix a flat tire. And I was like, that's so stupid. That's so dumb. Like, why are you letting yourself, like, why are you ruining this moment in your life where it could be a really empowering moment? You can learn how to change a flat tire, Paul. How cool is that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I, want to highlight the way well, first off, thank you for sharing that story. I know, like, right now, like, it gives us power also to share these things because, you know, mm-hmm. the, the the more we put it out there, the more we realize, you know, the, the lessons out there. So I know for a lot of people that are starting to, to get their message out and publish, I, I highly encourage to go this. And also, you know, maybe share – you probably went through a journey to be able to share this story, right? Like, um, for us personally – you know, we, we come from a country that it's, uh, it's a beautiful country, beautiful people, but it's unfortunately in a very bad political situation, right? And mm-hmm. and we we could have sit, sat there uh, 10 years ago and act like a victim and be like, like, well, there's no way out of this. Like, why mm-hmm. are we in this country? Like, why were we born? Like, we're so unlucky, blah, blah, blah. Like, which we've known a lot of people that have, you know, sat there and, and, and do that instead of searching for different opportunities, right? And... But I also think there's a lot of people that were in that situation with us that did not take the victim seat and was like, I'm going to do something about it, right? And and how crazy yeah. is this decision, right, to make that decision and leave your home country? Like, that is not an easy thing to do. No. So, you know, for us personally, we, we, we wanted a different life. We always were encouraged to go chase our dreams. We played soccer for a long time. We got the opportunity to go to Europe. Like, that's a whole wow. story on its yeah. own. But at the same time, when we came back and, you know, the soccer dream was not there anymore, we're like, okay, what are we doing? And and I, we thought we were going to, you know, grow and develop our life and look for opportunities inside of our country. But because of the situation, that was not possible anymore. We didn't see it possible. We immediately took action. We're like, what is, what's the next place where I can go, right? It's not easy to leave home. Our parents are still there, right? Like, we want to bring them yeah, totally. with us 100%. But then... Scholarship opportunity came up. Well, didn't come up. We actually looked for it. We sent over 300 emails to find it and taking action like you mentioned, right? And then we came here. And But it, I, I think that came from a place where we were put in an, in an environment where our parents encouraged that from a very early age. Or we were put in an environment where the school was encouraging us to do that. Like our school was very different to the public schools that, that we see here or even the private schools that we see yeah. here. And we were always put in that environment that encouraged that thought. So I know that's not an easy thing to do because now 10, day, 10 years later, after coming here to the States, we still fight with that or still try to be conscious about moments like that where we can be and take action and do not act like a victim. Like you said, it's very easy to fall in those places. Now for the, go ahead. Sorry. sorry. 
Go for it. <laughs> no, my, my, my question to you is like for, for those that are encountering that those moments, right? That like how do we snap out of it? Because maybe they didn't have the fortune mm. to growing up in a home where that is encouraged, right? Like we were. Uh yeah. you know, how how do how do we now snap out of it and be like, man, like I gotta stop this? Do we need somebody that to call us out and be like, dude, stop it? Like, yeah. you know, or like how how have you seen it like in your journey with the people that you help with with even with your coaches right like how how do you see that yeah well i th i do think that there is something to be said for uh, it, i don't think that there is a one size fits all prescription to this um i but i do think that there are a couple of key components um one of them i think is having outside feedback is super important especially cultivating relationships that are willing to tell you like hey like get over yourself <laughs> in a merciful, loving way. Right. Yeah. Um, but I also think that cultivating self-awareness is extremely valuable and so important. Mm -hmm. um, I think that like, like that's why I think you see a lot of really successful people journaling is because that's not, not a place to just like document history. Yeah. Like today I had what ice cream and whatever. <laughs> right. Like that's, that's not the purpose of journaling in my mind. The purpose of journaling is to like really like, to get your, your internal voice onto like a piece of paper and then be able to reflect on it. Mm -hmm. I think, I think journaling is really, really important. Um, but also, um, like I, I'm actually like really bad at journaling. And so what I've actually done for myself is moments where I'm like, Hey, Paul, it's time to get out of your head. I actually just do like voice recordings sometimes yes. because it's like way easier for me to just get out of my head. Um, but cultivating those moments, like whether it's journaling, whether it's like, for me, actually, at another point in my life, I would just like go hike up into the Utah mountains into the middle of nowhere and just like talk to myself. <laughs> I probably looked pretty crazy, <laughs> <laughs> but like the cultivating yeah. those moments where you can yeah. just like really become really self-aware and intentionally self-aware. Mm. Um, another practice that um, one of my mentors uh, encouraged me to do was to um, between each activity that I do throughout the day, just pause for like two minutes and say, what's happening? Mm -hmm. Like, because, um, or, or like, like, what did I just do? How am I like feeling intellectually and emotionally, physically? What am I going to do in the next like hour or so? And then like making a decision right there, because just, just being aware of yourself. So many of us go through our life, just like, like, uh, metaphorically with blinders on it's just like yeah. task 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 because we're so busy mm -hmm. and we have so much to do that it's just like we we, we can only we, we feel like we're like just barely keeping our head above water so we can't even like look at ourselves we're like i don't have time for these emotions i don't have time for these thoughts mm -hmm. i don't have time to like take care of myself physically and so we just like are constantly executing what other people have told us to do we never actually end up making any decisions yeah Um, and so it's really, it's really tempting in those moments to be like, it's not my fault. Look, it's their fault. Right. But if we can become self-aware, it at least gives us the footing to say, oh, I am being a victim right now. Oh, like I am allowing other people to make decisions for me. Yeah. But like, I think awareness is the first step and that's what, oh, yeah. well, that is the step, but it's like, where is it coming from? From a mentor, from yourself, um, I think like even just like reading other people's biographies or books, yeah. um, you can start to reflect back to yourself like, oh, am I making these kinds of decisions? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like awareness is the principle, yeah. but it's like, how do you cultivate awareness? There's a lot of different applications to that. I yeah. love it. Before Fonsi asks a smart question, <laughs> I, I want to highlight that, right? Like, because, you know, as you were describing the situation, I'm looking back at, at my life and at, at my private like experiences, right? And, We've had personally, you know, my, my wife, I respect and love and adore. Like she's the one that calls me out in a ton of stuff, right? I come in and right. I, and I'm like, Hey babe, that this just happened or I'm feeling this way. And, and she's like, you know, just dude, just go ahead and do it. Like what's so hard? <laughs> like just stop telling me and go and execute. Right. And I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah, you, you are right. So I think that's so important finding that one person. Right. And sometimes we tell, we, we tend, or at least I did when I first like met those kind of people tend to not get them in because I feel uncomfortable having that conversation, but oh yeah, I, it I, sucks. I, yes. Yeah. And I'm like, no wait. And then you're like, well, is my ego just like putting this massive wall in yeah. front of me that is not letting me receive this concept. Like the fact that they're telling me that 
means that they love me, right? Like, and it's like, yeah. well, thank you. And 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 that took me a second to do that. And then what you mm-hmm. said, and you know, Fonzie's an avid reader. I, I tend to listen a lot more than read uh, audiobooks. Yeah. But I think that's so important too, because then you can see, okay, what that's the path that they walked. And I'm like, okay, how, like, do I want to get there? And then you start adapting and, and we don't know what we don't know, right? So I think that's a very good entry point too, to start, you know, oh man, I was thinking this way, but maybe I need to, think like this to be able to execute that task or move forward or be more aware or like be present. So uh, yeah. thank you yeah. for, for making uh, that comment. Yeah. Another thing that I just thought of actually, this, this is the first time I've ever explored this thought. Well, in this context, so bear with me, but yeah. um, I think another part that enables us to open that door of awareness, because it's really terrifying sometimes. And, um, yeah. and it's, I, I think maybe it kind of sounds like we're saying that you have to like, you kind of just have to stuff down your feelings and like, just like go, you know, like that's like, get over yourself, stop being a victim. That's not really, that's not the the powerful way to do it. Like Mm -hmm. being able to validate that that happened is extremely important. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that that, that opens the gate to be able to say, okay, that happened and I'm not a victim anymore. So Mm -hmm. I can move on. So we're not saying don't validate, yeah, but don't dwell. And and the, the term that I like to use for this is, is this was the phrase that came to me in that moment when I was just like, oh, shoot, like <laughs> I need to get over myself, was <laughs> are you going to allow this moment to be a foothold or a throne? Mm. And when you erect your vulnerability, you erect your victimhood as a throne to sit on and, and to like sanctimoniously like vault yourself above others and be like, hey, look, I'm a victim and I'm better than you. You're only succeeding because you don't have this problem that I have. Like that's a throne. And like that damns you. But like, if you use it as a foothold to like, because those moments, every victim moment, every, like every moment where you were traumatized or hurt or whatever. Right. Yeah. In couched in it is an opportunity to learn about the world, yourself, others, and, and use it as leverage to step up into a greater version of yourself. Mm, Um. So coming back to my other thought, sorry. Oh, that's <laughs> um, good. That, that uh, this, I think something that can start opening the door to this place of self-awareness is asking yourself the question, is my worthiness on the table because of this experience? Because if you, if you are uh, like positioning this, uh, like this scenario, so that your worthiness comes into question, you won't see it. We are so like, it's so, so extremely important for us to feel valid, to feel worthy, to be, feel valuable. That when we, when it comes into question, the answer to, or like the, the, the scenario that you're like sussing out or trying to bring awareness to you, like your, your subconscious would just, lock off and it'll just say nope we're not going there because if if this plays out wrong we're abandoned um and i think it even goes deeper for for a lot of people even if they're not like even if they're not like spiritual or like yeah. not religious or whatever it'll immediately there's always like this like higher power idea wh- whether that's god or whatever else yeah that bestows worthiness to us and uh, if we if we don't allow, and sometimes it can even be like past figures, like your, your father, what would my father think of me? Or what would yeah, my, yeah. What, whoever, my old girlfriend think of me, right? <laughs> um, yeah. that, that's that authority figure that's bestowing worthiness to you. And yeah. so if you, if you can like either position that figure to be an all merciful, always loving being, or, um, or like remove them from the equation, like that old girlfriend, <laughs> then it allows you to so much more, with so much more capacity, start looking at yourself in a truly objective, powerful way. Yeah. 
So again, that was a thought that I hadn't yet sussed out. So I hope that worked. No, that <laughs> you heard it first in content is profit. There we go. No, I, I love it, man. And I think this is one of the beautiful things about creating stuff like this, that we can get our thoughts into words to the world and, and see what happens, right? And I think it's the, the job that does internally too, because I'm, I'm sure like then you'll you'll take this thought and you're like, you're going to further develop it, right? Yeah, yeah, to continue yeah. to share it. And, and thank you for, for allowing us to experience that. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it, it was amazing to see and listen to you putting your thoughts into words for sure. That <laughs> we, we could see... You know, the thought process going on in there was amazing. Me uh, <laughs> trying to make sure I don't say something dumb. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. no, we, we, we take care of that on our end. Don't yeah, worry. You, you, yeah. heard, you, you heard the intro, so it's all no, good. But, but genuinely, though, I think like you being able to uh, cultivate a, uh, an environment where people can do that is awesome. They appreciate Absolutely. it. Thank, yeah, you. thank you. And you know, like going to that, it's like we had the issue of wanting to be perfect and I started too with videography, right? When I came into the entrepreneurial yeah. world, the digital world, I, I was like, oh, actually we started like, oh, let's go sell to this restaurant and we sell them some pictures, social media. And eventually yeah. it's like, oh, let's get a camera. And then I started to get into making videos and all the stuff. So when it came to publishing for yourself, I was like, no, it has to look good. The quality, the yeah. light, the things, right? <laughs> totally. And at the end, I, I just realized I was just scared of putting myself out there. Because every yeah. time we would make a mistake, was like, totally. delete, let's start all over again. Delete, yeah. start all over again. <laughs> we actually recorded five episodes of, of this podcast about two years ago that we've never published because of uh. so much friction that it had, right? And, and honestly, it was so many insecurities that we had to actually publish the content. So when we started again, we're like, you know what? Let's just embrace the mistakes, right? Let's yeah. not be a victim of this thing and be like, oh, we cannot publish because of X, Y, Z. No, we are the only ones responsible for this. So if we make mistakes, we'll just laugh about it. We used to have uh, we used to have sweaty pits before laughing about it, and now we don't have the sweaty pits anymore. So, so, so sometimes, yeah, I can empathize with the sweaty pit moment for yeah. sure. So, yes. sometimes, sometimes we still get it, so it's all good, you know. But Paul, uh, going a little bit back into your story, first of all, again, thank you for sharing that part of your of your story. But yeah. I just heard actually a podcast from the founder of Morning Brew. Right, I don't remember his last name. His first first name is Alex. And he was talking about how he lost his father too when he was 20. And he said that was a pivotal point in his life because that's when he thought, like, he, he said he gained, like, a stoic mentality in that moment of his life because he was 20, the dad was the only one taking care of the family. So now he's like, everything was on my shoulders. He said, from that point forward, I had the best grades of my life in school mm -hmm. i i had the job of my dreams and then i started the company that now he's 25 years old now and this company is valued at over a hundred million dollars right it's a very big company but he said at that point when i was saying goodbye to my dad he said he's like i realized everything was on me right now like it was my own personal responsibility right and i hear your story and Right. You, you lost your, your dad earlier as a kid. So it's very difficult, obviously, to come up with these concepts. But eventually, I feel like you managed to get there. Right. Mm, and right. in all that space that you lived without your dad, you said you lived on why this happened to me, like that victim mentality. Right. right? And I remember reading once memories bring out the emotions, right? Like em emotions create memories, right? And then when you have those memories again, you just start recreating all these emotions yeah. and not to get too woo-woo over here, but when we are living based in these negative emotions, this is what we attract in our world as well, right? We're like a magnet for what we're feeling. So when we're living in a place of victimhood, right? Reliving these memories of things that we don't like, we don't like experiences, right? That we, again, I'm going to point this out, or perspective on that experience is a negative one at the moment. We are just going to be bringing up these emotions from the past. And it's like we're literally living all these years in the past instead of being present. Yeah. And yeah. now we're living in these negative emotions and we're attracting everything that is negative around us. But I love yeah. what you said that your mentor told you, hey, you're a victim, right? And then mm -hmm. 
you're now, like you said, in a, in a loving way. And I'm curious to know how is a loving way to say that? Because <laughs> let me tell you, there's, there's a lot of people out there that I want to tell you, like, stop being a victim, right? But I, I need to tell them in, in a loving way. Yeah. But I, I love that because in a sense, it kind of made you snap, like you said, brought awareness to yourself. And at the same time, it made you change the perspective of that one event that you were falling victim to. So now I'm sure that when you look back at it, you're, you, of course, like uh, it must be painful, but at the same time, it's like, wow, you know, everything that I learned from my dad now, instead of bringing these negative emotions, you might be bringing this positive emotions. And now you start attracting literally like changing your world around you because of what you're feeling. Right. So, I am. I, I, I'm. I'm curious your thought on perspective because you mentioned yeah. it already, but it's huge because every side of the story has multiple perspectives, right? That we can take. The example yeah. that we always give is when coronavirus hit, we lost like eighty percent of our business because we're working with brick and mortar businesses. And my brother, he panicked, right? He was like, "Oh no!" Because yes. he he had uh, taken a big loan to be able to invest his time here with Bispros, right? And at that moment, I think I'm, I'm a little bit more chill in, in those aspects. Like, I don't uh, worry uh, as much. A lot more chill. And I was like... <laughs> good balance, good like, balance. What if we change perspective? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. we wanted to get rid of those clients either way. Like, we weren't enjoying working with them. <laughs> but like, yeah. you know, like COVID did it for us. Now we got a lot of time and we wanted to start a podcast. Like... Why don't we do something with this time that we have now, right? right? And that change of perspective, right? My brother immediately, like, he went out for a walk and he came back. He's like, okay, dude, let's do it. And that changed for us. But imagine if we would have lived in that place of victimhood of, oh, we lost our business because of COVID, blah, 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 excuse, excuse, excuse. First, we wouldn't be here talking to you today. Right. So I, I, I'm, I'm curious on your side on perspective. How can people work you know, actively on, on their perspective on things. And I know you mentioned the little, two, the, the two minute drill to pause. I think that is great. I'm actually, I wrote it down because I'm like, I need to start doing that. Mm -hmm. But is there any other ways how, how people can start working on, on their perspective side of things? Yeah. Well, I think you said, I think something that you said is really important. You said, um, we start creating our world based off of our perspective. And like, that is so I can't endorse that more. Like that is so accurate. Um, when we, like if, if you take it from like a philosophical standpoint, like your whole experience, all of life is in here, right? You're just like a, you're a brain in a vat, right? <laughs> And so like what you experience around you, like is, is a combination of your agency or your ability to choose and the input that comes in. So it's like, if you can recognize that, it's like, well, I can, I can choose to assign meaning to this event. And like that, like that is the experience of it. So what do I want that meaning to be? And a lot of the work that, um, a, a lot of the powerful work that we need to do in order to step into a place of sovereignty is taking these old programs and these old events and then separating them from the meaning that we've attached to them in the past and reassigning new meaning to it. Mm -hmm. And when we do that to our past, it starts setting the operating system for our current scenario. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a lot of, a lot of the, to, to answer your question, a lot of the perspective that we hold currently comes from perspective that we've derived from our past. Yep. So yeah. it's like, if you can understand what happened back here, like what meaning did I associate to it? What meaning do I want to associate to it? That will like dramatically impact your current scenario and the way that like events come at you and the way that you react to them. Yeah. Because when when chaos comes into our life, when there's like uh, and and to like define chaos, it's like more more stimulus in our environment that then we're capable of handling um, based off of our current skill sets. Mm. So like when that happens, our body goes, we need to protect ourselves. What's our old programming that we can rely on? Because there's too much happening. I don't have enough creative bandwidth to be able to deal with what's happening currently. Mm. So it's like, it's a, it's an operation system. And you just like, there's no thought going into that. There's no creativity going into that. It's yeah. just like a 12 year old calling the shots right now. And <laughs> yeah. 
So, um, so we might start making a lot of really bad decisions yeah. based off of like the, the current environment because a seven-year-old that had no idea what money was is making the decision or a 15-year-old that has no idea how to interact with girls is making the decision, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we, we just start breaking stuff. Yeah, <laughs> which starts creating new. So we we break something and our environment falls apart, and then we go, "Oh, look, see validation," and we assign meaning, right? Yeah. And so we start. It's this vicious cycle of like drilling into ourselves old scripts. But yeah. what we have to do is disrupt it so that we can start um, assigning new meaning. Mm. But it's really hard. It's like nigh to impossible to do that amid, amidst chaos, unless you have somebody there holding your hand saying, don't worry, we're okay. Look, yeah. <laughs> and that's where like a therapist or a coach can help. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, but what we can do is when we do have moments where we're not in the midst of chaos, we can choose to enter the old chaos yeah. and reassign meaning and reprogram. And, and it's essentially you're creating agreements and rules with yourself. So that when new mm. chaos enters, you have you have those rules and those agreements to fall back onto to address the new chaos that's coming in, right? I love it. I, I love the part of agreement and rules. You know, we, we often talk, my brother loves talk about frameworks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I've grown into them, actually. And <laughs> I, I think this... It, it would drive me insane that... He, that he, at the very beginning he would not follow any frameworks and i'm like just follow the structure let's like let's see and where the holes are yeah, right I, and i think it's part <laughs> of that creative process of being yeah. a videographer that is like what can i create oh, yeah. from this piece yeah, of yeah. you know footage that i get right <laughs> um but either way like not disagreements and rules they seem like yeah. frameworks for your for your own personal life right like that's, that's exactly what they're yeah what is yeah. that framework when chaos show up and i love I want to relate this to what you were talking about. We want to feel valuable, right? But sometimes looking inwards, that might challenge those those beliefs that we have about ourselves. And that's when we shut off, right? So do we look inward mainly when we are in chaos or or like how, how does that, that happen, right? Because I'm sure there must be people that we see that are extremely successful that they journal on that stuff. They do it on a consistent basis. But I think the moment when at least people that don't do it in a consistent basis tend to lean towards, okay, let me start looking inwards is when chaos shows up. So then they shut down and they go to the previous operating system and all that stuff. So, yeah. So, so just make sure I'm understanding, right? Your question is what do you do when you're currently in chaos to like not totally break everything? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm, and again, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of different applications for a lot of different scenarios, but the, the key, like the underpinning principle of it is like, what is the meaning that you assign to this? Or another word that you could use is what is the story that I'm currently telling right now? Because if you can start, if you can start bringing awareness to the story, then you can start to recognize, oh, like, this is a seven-year-old, right? This is a yeah. seven-year-old framework. Um, so, I, honestly, like, I think one of the most critical things that you can do is, like, pause and journal. Yeah. <laughs> and say, what, like, literally just start writing. And and for me, generally, like, I can't do the whole journaling thing. Well, I can when I force myself to. But I pull out my phone and I start making voice recording. And I say, yeah. and I just start talking because what that does, again, it, it's coming back to that awareness factor. When you can start bringing awareness to what's happening, the current story that's playing out right now, then you can start disrupting it. But if you don't even know what's happening, you can't disrupt it, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, also, another question that you can ask yourself is, what would it look like for, and then fill in the blank, to happen right now? Instead of saying, like, instead of diving into the past of going, like, why is this happening? Oh, blah. You can say, okay, like, what would this situation look like for me to succeed in it? What would this situation look like for me to not have a fight with my wife? What would this situation look like for me to have a productive conversation with my business partner? What would this situation look like for me to reacquire 80% of my company? What would this situation look like, right? So it's like, what 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 result do I want to have happen? What's, what would the situation look like? Yeah. Instead of saying like, the world's falling apart and everybody's gonna die. And it's like, no, you just lost 80% of your business. That's not the world falling apart. 
Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I know, like, saying that, you might be like, yeah, but that kind of sounds like my world's falling apart. But, but when we can reframe it to say, okay, like, it, worst case scenario, let's say that, like, your company falls apart. Are you dead? Can you rebuild? Can, like, can a new business blossom out of this? Like, it's like you were, like you were saying, Luis, um, the, it's, it's all about perspective. Like, what, yeah. what, what perspective do I want assigned to this? Do I want this to be a world fall apart scenario? Or do I want this to be a platform or a, a leverage point or a foothold yeah. to move forward and to create something better? It's like, it's, it's literally all up to you. Yeah. It's yeah. all up to you. Is a, is a saying of your life uh, grows to the, because of the questions that you ask yourself. Something around those lines. I definitely butchered that one. But... <laughs> But it, yeah. it, it it is true, right? Because sometimes we have that internal dialogue that is just so negative. Yeah. And and we just it's a loop, like we just keep going and going and going. Yeah. And it, it takes a while to, to realize. I'm 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 curious. I know my brother wants to ask a question here, but um do you fall into the victimhood mentality still sometimes? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I think everybody does. I don't yeah. care how self-aware you are or how like capable you are. And here's the, here's the beautiful thing. Actually, I think it, I think it is such a blessing, honestly, because let's say, let's say you're the most self-aware, most emotionally intelligent, most successful business entrepreneur ever. Mm. You're going to, because of your capacity, you're going to have built structures that are so heavy that they start experiencing stress, like um, um, they, they, they just start experiencing problems that on a smaller level you wouldn't be experiencing. So yeah, like I might not like be like totally like thrown by a small statement that my wife says, but I might be totally thrown because I have a, a partner that comes to me with like a crazy ask or whatever, mm-hmm. right? There's just, you just, you experience different, different problems at different levels. And so you're always having to learn how to like strengthen that, yeah. um, that's that identity, your yeah. identity and your operating system, which I think yeah. is so beautiful because like, what would life look like if you just like plateaued? Right. <laughs> like, I, I, I believe, I genuinely believe that you have to have a certain amount of chaos in your life yeah, for you to, to, in, to, um, to have a meaningful life to actually experience joy, you have to have chaos. Yeah, absolutely. Because that we're like, and you can actually see this on a political spectrum as well, where you, we're constantly as a society and as individuals, we're fighting against entropy, mm. constantly. We're fighting against this chaos. And, and you can either go one of two ways. You can embrace the chaos and be like, everything's great. <laughs> Or you can fight so much against it that you have so much order that you damn yourself. And in either place, you're damned because in chaos, you have zero control. Yeah. And in this place of extreme order, you are, in a, you're damned because you're not allowing any creative innovation or anything happening yeah. in your life or, or in your society or in your life or whatever. And so like this, I mean, you could look at this as anarchy and like tyranny, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and like, and we do the same exact thing on an individual level. We either act like tyrants of our identities and ourselves, yeah. or we act like anarchists. And we're like, whatever happens is great. Or we're <laughs> like, no, you will not fail. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. I, dude, I'm, I'm loving this conversation. I, I honestly did not expect it to go like on, on this side of things. And I, and I absolutely love it because it ties down to a lot of things, a lot of the conversations that we've been having in communities this week. And, and one of the things that, you know, I realized as you were talking is the second we start identifying these concepts and understanding them, then like you said, we can create those rules and know exactly how to act depending on that situation. Right. And, and I keep going back to my own experiences and those moments in my life where there was a very bad negative situation at the moment that I thought it was like really negative. And then I moved on from there. I, I don't think I did the exercise of assigning the new meaning to that or like the meaning to it because I was like maybe too close to it or I didn't know what I didn't know, right? right. But then I I completely turned around, new perspective, move forward. And then I looked back and I'm like, because of that moment, I'm standing here, right? Like 
Yeah. And, you know, we can go yeah. through some crazy stories. Like one, one of them is like, you know, when I was 15, I was in Italy playing soccer. Like that's the dream. Like the dream, yeah. if you are a soccer athlete and you're in Europe playing soccer at 15, that's the dream. And then came back home for a summer break. And then when I was about to go back again, the Italian government denied my visa. It was like, you can't come in. You're underage. There's no family around. And I was like, what? What is this? Like they're crushing my dream, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then. That caused a, a moment where, like, I stayed home, like, stayed, like, graduated with my whole class that I went to school with from, like, second grade on, like, my family, right? Which was a beautiful moment, right? Like, that was one of the things. And, and I appreciate that moment because it's, it's near to my heart. And then it got me the opportunity to go to Spain the next year, right? So those are the things how it evolved. Also, back home, this is a story that we don't share often here, but through the entire political situation, the whole country is in a very unsafe situation, and I got kidnapped. A lot of my friends got kidnapped, and wow. this is a story that we don't share too often, right? And and it was a very painful, like, week, like, right after that. It's like, why is this happening? And But that experience alone caused the spark that I was like, I need to get out, look for new opportunities. I cannot continue to live this way if I want to achieve X, Y, Z, right? And that's what caused for us, both of us, to send over 600 emails to every single soccer coach in D1, D2, D3 to make it happen. Guess how many answers we got? Two, right? Like, I I got one. Fonzie got another one, Like right? And, And But that was the igniter that brought us here. So now we're thankful for those opportunities. Thank God, right. like it didn't go to, to worst. But I think those are the things that we need to look back and, and, and like you said, like that operating system, now that we know, you know, that, that things happen for a reason, well, let's stop, right? Now, now we have the advantage of acting immediately where it's like, okay, let's stop. I know that this happened for X, Y, Z reason. Like what is the new meaning that I'm going to assign to this? What is like my new north? Like where am I going? So now chaos, I'm seeing it as an indicator, right? Like we we talked about this in the in the past, uh, you know, failures or samples, right? How we call them are indicators that we are going in the right path, right? right. And then if we add chaos to that, we're like, oh, sweet. That is a, that's an indicator that maybe I'm not leveling up to the speed of like everything else. So what is the action I need to take to level up and then control that chaos or or keep it at least a little bit contained so I can execute without going crazy. So I, I, I absolutely adore this because not only on the private life or the business life, those are things that we can apply in any way. And, uh, and also when we start publishing, like people like facing the fears on their business and, and trying to share their message and their voice there's a lot of chaos that can come from that from like what tech do i do i use or like overthinking it or like internally like and these are things that we can apply in our day to day if we want to make sure that our message gets out there so thank you paul i really really appreciate everything that you've shared today it's it's been incredible this is an another one for for the you know to repeat so if you're listening right now save it repeat it again tomorrow and repeat it again (laughs) next month and so on just keep it there for for reference yeah definitely but I, I love all your your concepts and I love that spectrum between chaos and order. You know how the the end of the spectrum is not good, right? Like you li- you need to live pushing a little bit on, on those limits in there, but not settle for for neither. There's not benefit in like just standing there still, right? And you know I, I I'm curious like how how do you went from I'm a videographer and helping, you know, incredible people like <laughs> Catherine Jones with their brand and all that stuff yeah. to now I want to help people see this, right? I want people to understand their own potential, understand that they can actually lean into chaos and build a better life for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, I actually think it was, it was always there. Um, I'm remembering when I was, uh, when I was first getting, when we first got married, me and my wife, we were um, sitting on our parents' lawn and we were talking about like, what's our life going to look like? And we were like dreaming, right? And it was this really sweet moment, you know? And uh, I remember looking at, because I wanted to be a, I wanted to be a psychologist. And because mm-hmm. um, my, my dad was a psychologist and I was, I've always been interested in people. And, um, and I remember looking at her going, you know, I want to help good people become great people. And um, that was like my life's mission crystallized into like one sentence. Um, But uh, I didn't really like, I didn't really like see how that could play out. And so there was a lot of like wandering, you know, (laughs) of like, 
and and honestly just a lot of like self-improvement along the way um um trying to figure out these lessons for myself right and i think that's the way that it always happens for everyone it's like if you're a marketer you're trying to usually trying to sell your own stuff you know <laughs> trying to figure out how to do it and yeah. um and so yeah it was it was just a lot it was a lot of that and and it was always in me this like this like passion to like innate empower people to step up into like, like greater versions of themselves and and along the path me doing it for myself and um the, the transition though um honestly that there there really hasn't ever been much of a transition hmm. um i've always been doing this whether it was in like Catherine's business yeah. like we as like a branding director it was all about like okay how can we help these um customers and clients and and these people that we love like our community the, the tribe that we've built how can we help them take yeah. the next step along the path and yeah. a lot of these concepts that we're talking about are talked about in different words within Catherine's stuff you know like um and and so honestly there never really was a transition like yeah um it's just taken different forms and i think that's yeah. what's that's what's beautiful when you really start like understanding your identity like when i'm when i'm with my daughter playing in her room like i'm doing the same thing yeah. when i'm like working with Catherine on branding her company i'm doing the same thing when i'm like doing coaching calls with my clients i'm doing the same thing so it's never there's never really been a transition it's just been my capacity has improved along the way yeah. to be able to help people in different platforms in different ways. Um, but it's always been about helping good people become great people. And yeah. um, it just, what form does it take? Right. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Whew. Oh man. Okay. Uh, we, we're going to have to set it up for part two at some point <laughs> in the, in the, in the future. <laughs> just saying uh, what is, Paul, what is like something that people can do today, right? Like if they're in that position, maybe they're a little overwhelmed. They're facing that, that chaos. Like we mentioned stopping, taking a second journaling. Like what is something, if you if you want to harp on that a little bit, but is, what is one action point that they can execute today to move forward and continue to create, you know, that momentum or that impact? Or that sovereignty. Oh, that's uh, sovereignty. Uh, you, you nailed it. Fancy <laughs> nailed it. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I want to make sure that this is like accurate um, because there's like really like quippy things that I could say, um, but something that's like broad and overarching for everyone. Um, I really believe that, that when you understand who you are, like your identity, the other principles, it, it may still be a struggle to arrive there, but you at least have a standard. You have a stake in the ground or an anchor in the sea to be able to say like, that's who I am. And so you can constantly ask yourself, am I acting like Paul or am I acting like a shadow version of himself? Right. Mm -hmm. But it's crystallizing that identity and saying essentially again, like what are my rules or agreements with myself? Am I the kind of man that blows up at his wife? Mm. Yes or no? No, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> am, I the, am I the kind of man that makes business decisions from a place of fear? Am I the type of man that um, that shrinks from a moment of boldness? And and like asking yourself questions like that and getting really clear on who you are. In fact, there was one, there was a period of like two months, I think it was, where every day I, I took five minutes to... Um, to to get really clear on who I was. And so some sometimes that was the question I'd ask myself is like who what is what does Paul look like in 10 or 5 years? Mm. Um, I called him the 100 million dollar man. Yes. <laughs> and so it's like but like genuinely like how does a person at that level operate? Yeah. And like I didn't know. And so I just sat at hard sat ooh, excuse me. Had to start creating it. Right. Yeah. And so it would it would be as um, as like as vivid as this. I would even say like what kind of what kind of adventure would he go on when he had him um, like a, a whole day to himself? Hmm. And I like really clearly like talk it out, and I'd be like, well, that man has his helicopter's pilot license, 
And he would fly his family up to Alaska and they'd find this rad mountain to go camping on. Right? Yeah. Like that's the kind of like I would just like start talking about. It. And so it's like, yes. okay, like what is who does he have to be in order to take that? Well, he probably has to like get really clear about his business operations. He has to get really clear about his relationship with his children and letting them be like bold enough and teaching them how to take it, have adventures like that. Yeah. Or like, or another one was like, if I'm sitting down with a client as Paul in 10 years, what would it look like to have that conversation? Well, that man would probably be extremely empathetic, but extremely like he, he's willing to like call their bluff. He's willing to like, so it's like it, you start getting really clear about like what does that look like, and then I took I took all of that like stuff that was like really exciting and fun and started distilling it down into very specific statements. Like I actually I have them written over on my desk over here. Like oh, nice. I'm a leader, I'm a creator, I'm relentless, I'm badass, I'm a powerful man, I'm a king. Like that's who Paul is. Nice. Right? And so in moments where I'm like the chaos is coming, it's like okay, well am I acting like a leader right now? Am I acting like a creator right now? Am I acting badass? Am I acting like a king? Yes or no, right? Yeah. And so it's like it, like giving yourself something to hold on to in those moments where it's like, how like am I like am I aligned or oriented towards the right direction? Yeah, cool. I love it. it it's kind of like having your own. Um, I forgot the name of it in Spanish. It's called brújula. Uh, compass. Your compass. Yeah, it's kind of like your yeah. own life totally. compass, right? Like yeah. Every time a situation comes out, you pull it out and now you have all your values, exactly. right? Your identity and you're like, yep, are we aligned or not? That's amazing. I love it. I'm definitely going to have to do that that exercise. I actually did a sort of an, uh, an exercise like that the other day. I shared it with my brother, but I this conversation has made me realize that I need to go a little bit deeper yes. and, and, and a little bit more consistent on how often I, I revise it for sure. I um I just typed something on on my notes here. I'm like at the very top, re-listen multiple times. Cause mm -hmm. Paul, what you brought to the table today was was incredible. Like I think everybody um in this entrepreneurship journey needs to listen to this this information, right? Like and uh at whatever level level you are, because you know we're all there's always some some lessons there. And I and I wanna sit down very Uh, and and the still like you said right like very intentionally still, very intentionally and and create an action plan right like because um this this incredible thing about connecting with wonderful people like like you man like we you know every time we have these conversations our mind is first blown and then you know we collect that chaos and we adapt <laughs> and and, and, uh, and we and we do our best to to execute but um yeah. i encourage everybody listening right um i appreciate everybody listening staying this long and go back right and i'm with a pen and paper and it's like now that i listen and consumed and understood how am i gonna take action in my next you know month my next two months 60 days reassess continue to, yeah. to go there yeah i think this is such an important conversation for anybody that goes into entrepreneurship honestly like yeah. going into entrepreneurship is opening the doors of chaos <laughs> you know it's all <laughs> no you're 100 percent right bring on yeah. Yeah, bring it on uh, that is so, that's so generous of you guys to say thank you so much that was uh, absolutely it was it was a super fun conversation for me yeah thank well, you, that, thank that's you. what's important man thank you for for sharing what, what you're passionate about and, and being loud about it and And that, so that, that leads me to our last question. Um, and again, last question for today, because we're going to do a part two at some point, for sure. Uh, we're going to hunt you down. Uh, <laughs> where where would you be if you did not start publishing? Like, I know, like, personally, maybe you started that journey, like, not so long ago, but also, like, in general, with, like, your journey. I know with Catherine, all over the place, you know, she's very yeah. loud with her with her movement, right? Uh, where, like, would you be personally, or like, if you want to take it on a more general level, like, where would you guys be if you did not start publishing? Um, I, I got two answers for you. One, um, I think is like the, the like obvious, where it's like, nobody will hear you, <laughs> nobody will see you if you don't say anything, right? Um, it's like going to a party and sitting in the corner. It's yeah. like, no, you're not engaged in the party. Yeah. Um, but secondly, I think there's something really powerful about um, speaking is it forces you to get clear. Um, because I think especially when, um, especially like leaders of movements and people who are bringing something unique to the market, um, it's, it's usually something that's innate in you. It's something that like comes naturally and it's like, oh, everybody knows this, right? Um, 
but well, one, everybody doesn't know it, but two, that because it's so innate in you, um, it's really, it's really hard to articulate. Yeah. It's really hard to get out of you. And so um, for me, what publishing forced me to do, because this was like a really messy journey to get to this place. And, um, and especially when you're like dealing with your own head, it's like, well, I don't know how to like quantify that or put that in order or sequence it out. Um, and so it forced me to say like, what actually is your message? <laughs> what actually are you saying? What actually are these frameworks? What are these ideas? And, um, and so it forced me to like crystallize that and get really, really clear about what I actually am saying. And um, so I, I think it, like publishing forces you to do two things. It forces you to like be heard and be seen and like actually have something to sell and like, <laughs> uh, it, like it lets that happen. But it also forces you to get really, really clear yeah. and really, really um, systematic almost about what it is you're even doing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Again, we repeat it every time we, we hear these answers. We do this for ourselves to keep going and continue to do it. Publishing has, has changed everything for us. And I hope it, it does. Like if you're listening right now, I think that's the first step. If you are not publishing, go ahead. Like test your message, test your ideas. Like Paul, like he tested his one, you know, idea here and it resonated and I'm sure he's going to share it again later. And that's what happened with us yesterday too, with a couple of concepts and then, it's a fun journey, man. Like when, when we change perspective yeah. around around publishing and uh, after that, it just becomes super incredible and fun and uh, we grow in like internally and externally as well. So dude, thank you, Paul. How can we, how, how can people find you? How can people connect with you if they want to learn more about you, about your programs, about working with you? Yeah, yeah. So um, you can go to my website, um, paulvanbloom.com or um, lawlessstudios.com. Um or uh, you can follow me on Instagram. That's where I publish most, um, at Paul Van Bloom. Um, or you can find me on Facebook, publish there as well. Sweet. We're awesome. going to leave all those links right yep. in the description. All you got to do is scroll down, click in there, connect, uh, and have these amazing conversations. Yeah, and I encourage you guys to go connect with Paul and go and conquer your own your own sovereignty look at that look at that you nailed it after 30 I, I, times i had to check i'm checking you know when you, when you look at word on the dictionary that at the bottom says how it's pronounced i'm, I'm reading that part yes. <laughs> paul if you if you have an influx of inbox and comments that's definitely us uh, just saying uh, you're just gonna put it out there and uh, with that say guys thank you so much for tuning into the contents profit podcast go ahead and subscribe hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at base bros go that is right. And if you find this episode impactful, which I am sure you did because Paul was incredible, please don't forget to share it and leave a five-star review. Thank you. Thank you, guys.